Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. My name is Tony Roig. I am your host of this weekly podcast, as well as a master teaching professional and a senior professional pickleball player. Each week, we try and bring you content that will help you navigate the mental hurdles or the mental minefield that pickleball can present to us. This week, we are going to switch gears a little bit. We've been talking about uh, a little bit about perspective and improvement, understanding how the, the best way to approach the game is uh, from a big picture standpoint. Uh, today, we're going to go a little bit more into the micro, into the weeds, and we're going to look at play. We're going to look at the play aspect of pickleball, and we're going to talk more specifically about how to navigate a game. We're going to give you some ideas on how to navigate a pickleball game that'll help you stay focused while you're playing, as well as keep a level head while you're out there and you navigate the sometimes turbulent waters that can be a pickleball game. Before we jump into the podcast, I want to let you know that our Pickleball Academy has several courses available for you now. Now, One of those that's available that I want to highlight because we're talking about navigating a game is called Partner Play. And in the Partner Play uh, course, you will learn how to better work with your partner when you're playing. Uh, We have some concepts in there that you can use no matter where you're playing, whether it's competitive or playing in rec play situations, open play situations. Having a better understanding of how to work with your partner is key to playing your best pickleball doubles because, after all, pickleball doubles is a team sport. So check that one out. I'll put a link down in the show notes so you can check that out. All right, let's jump into navigating a game. When you think about navigating a pickleball game, it's you know you think about it like navigating a ship through through waters, right? Sometimes the waters are nice and calm, and we sail super easy with the wind at our back and no problems. Um, but oftentimes in a pickleball game, we'll find that the wind has shifted, and all of a sudden, you know, we have to tack in a different direction, or uh, the waters have gotten a little rough, you know, choppy out there, and we're having to navigate through some difficult, more difficult uh, waters out there. And so, I wanted to talk about um, uh, five different areas that I wanted to focus on in terms of uh, uh, ways to think about navigating the game. The first one I want to talk about is the natural ebb and flow of a game. Um, and, uh, you know, what I want to talk about here is how the, you know, a game has its its peaks and its valleys, if you will, or tr- tr- troughs, I think is the term for uh, tr- troughs or troughs, I can't remember, but for a wave. But basically you have the tops and the bottoms, right? You have the high and the low when you're playing. And that includes all aspects of the game. That can mean your focus as a player, right? Sometimes you're locked in, dialed in, and you're just seeing everything clearly. And three rallies later, you're, I don't know, you got distracted by something or you're thinking about, um, you know, a phone call you have to make or whatever. Um, You get distracted. So there's a natural ebb and flow that happens in a game and also in ourselves as players. It's important to understand that's natural. That's going to happen. And what we want to do is be aware of it so that when it's happening, uh, particularly at critical junctures of a game. Uh, so, you know, it's like nine, nine, two or something like that, that we take a moment there to really focus and really hunker down on what it is that we're trying to do on the pickleball court. I'll give you a tip that I use uh, whenever I'm returning serve at a critical moment in the game. What I'll do is I'll get down a little bit lower uh, in my stance, right? That really focuses me. You know, it's a different stance for me. So it brings everything into, into more crisp alertness for me. Uh, you can also use your paddle as a tool, put it out in front of you and really focus on that paddle being out in front and ready for the next shot. So it, it it's tiring for you to do that. Uh, that's why you don't do it all the time. If it was easy to do, you know, keep your focus razor sharp all the time, you would just do that. But it's tiring. You know, it, it requires some energy and and uh, and dedicated focus 
Uh, so, you know, in those critical moments, um, you know, you can use techniques like that to hunker down, but just be aware of the fact that it's perfectly natural to have ebb and flow. It'll happen on your side and happen on the other side of the court as well with your opponents. So that's, that's one you can deal with. The second thing that's important to understand when you're playing is acknowledge that your opponents will in fact score and will in fact play some really good rallies. Uh, meaning, you know, you, you can't look at a game, you can't play a game and expect everything to go your way, right? You can't expect everything to be like placid waters, wind at your back. I mean, that's not fun. The reason we play pickleball is because it challenges us, right? It creates, um, it creates um, puzzles to solve, hurdles to overcome. And so when you're playing and your opponents win that tough battle, say you had a really nice rally and, you know, hit it, you hit it into the net or you hit it long or your opponents hit a win or whatever it is, um, that's going to happen, right? And you expect that to happen. And if you expect that to happen, right, then you're not caught off guard by it. You're not sitting there going like, how'd that happen? Because you said to yourself before the game started, you're like, you know what? These are good players. I expect them to 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 do well. And if you're playing at level, which we're going to, you're going to, it's going to be a constant theme today. And as a constant theme, you should always think about it. If you're playing at level, then your opponents should be able to play at the same basic level that you're playing, right? So however good you are, they should be. Uh, generally, not everything exact, but you know, in the same uh, ballpark. And so if you're able to hit nice shots and win nice rallies, then so can they. So second thing is to expect that your opponents will battle out there. They're going to do their best and they're going to score some points. That's just part of the game. The third relates to the first two, which is navigating the ups and downs of the scoring. And what I mean by that is like, you know, you hear that, that pickleball is a game of momentum. Most sports are, are games of momentum, meaning like, you know, momentum will shift between teams. That's perfectly natural. Sometimes the momentum will be yours, meaning you'll be scoring some points. Maybe you go on a four or five point, you know, run on a, on a side out. And then all of a sudden your opponents do the same, right? And what happens is, you know, we feel really good when we score those four or five points in a row, but we feel perfectly awful when our opponents score four or five points in a row. Now, I'm not saying we should want our opponents to score four or five points in a row. However, it does happen. It happens both in our favor and against us. And so we need to understand that those are natural uh, pieces of the game, natural natural ebb and flow, going back to the ebb and flow idea, right? But specific to the score, that the score momentum and movement is natural. And so, uh, you know, enjoy when you score three, four, five points in a row, but understand that sometimes your opponents are going to do the same. And that's perfectly fine to have a bad rotation. In other words, for you, right? A rotation where your opponent scored three, four, five points, not ideal, it'll happen and if you let it if you let it bring you down too much if you let it um, take you out of the game that's going to hurt you longer term than just that one rotation so be ready for it and understand that when it comes you just have to be able to weather those situations you have to be able to weather the storm so to speak in pickleball uh, the next one i want to talk about is that your opponents are allowed to win games and Again, this is not defeatist. I'm not saying, you know, hey, you know, let's play so that our opponents win all the games and, you know, la-di-da. Not like that. But if you're playing at level again, then you need to accept the fact that your opponents will, in fact, win games. And if you're playing perfectly at level, right? So, you know, exactly at level, then it's 50-50, meaning 50%, right? So meaning you win one and they win one. You win one and they win one. So when you finish a session of, say, six to eight games and you've won three or four and lost three or four, perfectly fine. 
because that is what you expect to happen during a session if you're playing at level. And then the last thing I want to give you is, you know, learn how to savor those really tough matches, those really tough games. And the key is this, because I know you know how to savor it when you win. I get that. But savor them when you lose. So savor your tough games, whether you win or lose them. And I'll give you a few examples. So one is overtime. Overtimes should be easy to understand, right? So basically meaning, you know, we tied at 10 and we got to go to 12 or we tied it, you know, we keep going and say we're playing to 11 and we end up one team winning 14, 12 or 15, 13. That's awesome. Doesn't matter whether you won or lost it. That in and of itself is a victory for both teams, right? To be able to go into overtime and to, to have that kind of grit and battle and fight in both sides is amazing and should be, should be savored independent of the result of that game. Another example I want to give you or another uh, scenario is, let's say, you know, those times that you're up 9-1, right? Kind of boring, right? 9-1, you're up 9-1 and, you know, again, there's nothing to do. You're just like, might as well put your ship on autopilot and go downstairs and take a nap, right? Because the waters are so calm, the wind's behind you, everything's fine. But then what happens? Your opponents battle back and they come back and they, and they, uh, they you know, claw out the game and beat you, right? That's a good game. Right? That means that your opponents battled back and forced you and pushed you and were able to come back. Right? Sometimes you'll be the one, sometimes you'll be the nine. But celebrate it whenever it happens either way. And the other thing is, you know, when you're down one nine, right, and you still lose, but you lose 11-9, that's awesome. Right? You were down one nine and you came back and lost 11-9, celebrate that. And I'll tell you a quick personal story here, playing in with some friends the other day and um we had a really good first game. Um, it went so long that the um, our opponent, one of our opponents, we always switched after we played two, um, two out of three, and then we switched partners just to rotate throughout the day. And um, one of the players was like, "Okay, we got to rotate, right?" And we were like, "No, that was game. That was the first game." And he was like, "I thought we played two games. It felt like two games." Because the, I think that one game lasted about 25 to 30 minutes, which is great. It's a, that means it's a good game. Um, and you, you, you got to learn how to celebrate those situations where, where the, we, even though we lost the game, right, we, made, we played a fantastic game and so did our opponents. The fact that they just happened to have the arbitrary 11 before we got to the arbitrary 11 doesn't change anything that happened during that game. Same thing happened the next game where we were down. The next game, I remember more specifically, we were down either 6-0 six, six or 6-1. It was a bad start for us. Um, and we ended up losing that game as well. But we lost that game. It was either 14-12 or 15-13. I can't remember exactly. Actually, I'll tell you more about that game. We were we were down 10-5. So we were down 5-10. We had 5, they had 10. So we were playing to 11. And um, we didn't give up. We kept going. And we kept they, we kept siding them out when they were serving, and we scored a few, and then we sided them out. We scored a few. We tied it at ten. We actually had game point on our paddle once or twice. I know once for sure. It might have been twice. Um, we could convert it, but you know we went from us you know six zero or six one down, ten five down to a fourteen twelve, fifteen thirteen defeat. That's awesome. So learn to savor those tough games, win or lose. So hopefully these five kind of ways of thinking about pickleball when you're navigating the game will help you as you're navigating these games because you're better prepared to experience the natural uh, turbulence, the natural struggles that will occur during a pickleball game. If pickleball was easy, if it was always calm sailing, wind at your back, you probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. 
So the fact that we have these these challenges that are presented to us, these these waves we have to navigate, this shifting in the wind and things like that, is what makes pickleball worth playing. So as you get ready to play your next session, listen to this episode. Uh, consider bookmarking it. It's a really good episode to kind of keep yourself reminded of these things so that next time you play, you go out to the court equipped to better navigate your pickleball game and remember to savor those tough matches, win or lose. Speaking of savoring, if you savored this week's podcast or any other episode of Pickleball Therapy, please share it with your friends. Remember, if you enjoy the podcast, they probably will too. I hope you enjoy your next set of games that you get to play pickleball at and better equipped with this knowledge. And I hope to see you at our next podcast.